Morning prayer begins on page three. O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me unto thy holy hill, and to thy dwelling. Continuing on page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 for the Venite on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, Prove me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 42 and 43 begin on page 392. Like as the heart desireth the water brooks, so longeth my soul after thee, O God. My soul is a thirst for God, yea, even for the living God. When shall I come to appear before the presence of God? My tears have been my meat day and night. Well, they daily say unto me, Where is now thy God? Now when I think thereupon, I pour out my heart by myself. For I went with the multitude, and brought them forth into the house of God. The voice of praise and thanksgiving, among such as keep holy day. Why art thou so full of heaviness, O my soul? And why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, for I will yet thank him, which is the help of my countenance and my God. My soul is vexed within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, from Hermon and the little hill. One deep calleth another because of the noise of thy water floods. All the waves and storms are gone over me. The Lord will grant his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night season will I sing of him, and make my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto the God of my strength, Why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I thus heavily, while the enemy oppresseth me? My bones are smitten asunder as with a sword, while mine enemies that trouble me cast me in the teeth. Namely, while they say daily unto me, Where is now thy God? Why art thou so vexed, O my soul, and why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, 
for I will yet thank him, which is the help of my countenance and my God. Give sentence with me, O God, and defend my cause against the ungodly people. O deliver me from the deceitful and wicked man. For thou art the God of my strength. Why hast thou put me from thee? And why go I so heavily while the enemy oppresseth me? O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me. And bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. I may go unto the altar of God, even unto the God of my joy and gladness, and upon the harp I will give thanks unto thee, O God my God. Why art thou so heavy, O my soul? And why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, for I will yet give him thanks, which is the help of my countenance and my God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixteenth chapter of the book of First Kings. Then the word of the Lord came to Jehu, the son of Hanani, against Baasha, saying, Inasmuch as I lifted you out of the dust, and made you ruler over my people Israel, and you have walked in the way of Jeroboam, and have made my people Israel sin, to provoke me to anger in their sins, surely I will take away the, pos the posterity of Baasha, and the posterity of his house, and I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. The dogs shall eat whoever belongs to Baasha, and dies in the city, and the birds of the air shall eat whoever dies in the fields. Now the rest of the acts of Baasha, what he did, and his might, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Baasha rested with his fathers and was buried in Tirzah. Then Elah his son reigned in his place. And also the word of the Lord came by the prophet Jehu, the son of Hanani, against Baasha and his house, because of all the evil that he did in the sight of the Lord in provoking him to anger with the work of his hands in being like the house of Jeroboam, and because he killed them. In the twenty-sixth year of Asa king of Judah, Elah the son of Baasha became king over Israel, and reigned two years in Tirzah. Now his servant Zimri, commander of half his chariots, conspired against him as he was in Tirzah, drinking himself drunk in the house of Arza, steward of his house in Tirzah. And Zimri went in and struck him, and killed him in the twenty-seventh year of Asa king of Judah, and reigned in his place. Then it came to pass, when he began to reign, as soon as he was seated on his throne, that he killed all the household of Baasha. He did not leave him one male, neither of his relatives nor of his friends. Thus Zimri destroyed all the household of Baasha, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke against Baasha, by Jehu the prophet, for all the sins of Baasha and the sins of Elah his son, by which they had sinned and by which they had made Israel sin, in provoking the Lord God of Israel to anger with their idols. Now the rest of the acts of Elah and all that he did are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. In the twenty-seventh year of Asa king of Judah, Zimri had reigned in Tirzah seven days, and the people were encamped against Gibbethon, 
which belonged to the Philistines. Now the people who were encamped heard it, said, Zimri has conspired and also has killed the king. So all Israel made Omri, the commander of the army, king over Israel that day in camp. Then Omri and all Israel with him went up from Gibbethon, and they besieged Tirzah. And it happened when Zimri saw that the city was taken, that he went into the citadel of the king's house, and burned the king's house down upon himself with fire, and died, because of the sins which he had committed in doing evil in the sight of the Lord, in walking in the ways of Jeroboam, and in his sin which he had committed to make Israel sin. Now the rest of the acts of Zimri, and the treason he committed, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? Then the people of Israel were divided into two parts. Half of the people followed Tibni, the son of Ginnath, to make him king, and half followed Omri. But the people who followed Omri prevailed over the people who followed Tibni, the son of Ginnath. So Tibni died, and Omri reigned. In the thirty-first year of Asa king of Judah, Omri became king over Israel, and reigned twelve years. Six years he reigned in Tirzah, and he bought the hill of Samaria from Shemer for two talents of silver. Then he built on the hill, and called the name of the city which he built Samaria, after the name of Shemer, owner of the hill. Omri did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and did worse than all who were before him. For he walked in all the ways of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, and in his sin by which he had made Israel sin provoking the Lord God of Israel to anger with their idols. Now the rest of the acts of Omri, which he did, and the might that he showed, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Omri rested with his fathers and was buried in Samaria. Then Ahab, his son, reigned in his place. In the thirty-eighth year of Asa king of Judah, Ahab the son of Omri became king over Israel. And Ahab the son of Omri reigned over Israel in Samaria twenty-two years. Now Ahab the son of Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord, more than all who were before him. And it came to pass, as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, that he took as wife Jezebel the son of Ethbaal, king of the Sidonians. And he went and served Baal, and worshipped him. Then he set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal, which he had built at Samaria. And Ahab made a wooden image. Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. In his days, Hiel of Bethel built Jericho. He laid its foundation with Abiram his firstborn, and with his youngest son, Segub, he set up its gates, according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken through Joshua the son of Nun. Here endeth the first lesson. Together, Benedictus says on page 11, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praise and exalted above all forever.
Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 22nd verse of the first chapter of the Epistle of St. James. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious, and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Benedictus, on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
Lord, we beseech thee, grant thy people grace to withstand the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil, and with pure hearts and minds to follow thee, the only God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Here we are on Tuesday uh, after Trinity 18. Um, we started out with a versicle today, O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may not lead me, and bring me into thy holy hill, and to thy dwelling. And I chose that one because we're going to see that in Psalm 43 tonight, or today, this morning. Psalm 42 and 43 were probably one psalm in the beginning, and a hint of that, if you open a Bible rather than the prayer book, you'll see a title, like the, the song, the psalm of uh, the, the choir of David. Psalm four, most of the psalms have titles. Psalm 43 does not. And um, so just kind of a reminder, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you all know this, but the verses and the, and the chapters were added at a later time. They, they weren't in the original documents. And so um, it reminds me of a story when someone was asking which Bible is best. And an old woman said, well, if the King James was good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me. And so, but it wasn't always like that. So um, that's just something to remember. So Psalm 42 is a, a lament that we don't know what the problem was with the, or that the, the psalmist was facing, but it's obvious that they were in a situation that was intense and was, was uh, distressing to them. And so we see one of my favorite verses. I love the one because I, I remember the song that goes with it, but as the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. And in verse 2, he says, hope in God, for I shall yet, I mean, excuse me, verse 11, hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. And then we see in 43, we start to get a little bit of a change from the lament, and it's kind of an epilogue. Of, this is the ending of, uh, or the conclusion. And this is where he came in verse 3, with, oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me, let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. And that's a key thing for us is to, remember to trust in God and to look for his light and truth and let them lead us rather than doing our own thing. And then we see also that um, that in verse 5, it, it indicates that the psalmist's problems hadn't ended yet. So that's so much like us. Sometimes our problems aren't done, but still his, his um, conclusion was to hope in God and I will praise him, the, count, the help of my countenance and my God. And so um, what he's doing is, in spite of the trouble, he's staying faithful and walking with God, even in, as that goes on all about him. So in Kings, we get another uh, history of, um, of bad, bad judgment, bad people. People have made uh, bad decisions. So uh, Bahasha gets a, a message that his, his kingdom will end. He angered the Lord. Um, so he faces the same humiliation that Jeroboam had. And he slaughtered people to come to the throne. And um, the judgment that comes on his family is, is pretty much the same thing. 
And so um, his son Elah became king, and he was killed by Zimri, the commander, a couple of years later. And all the all the people, all the all the children, males of um, uh, Bahasha's family, and uh, all the extended relatives. So it kind of wiped them out. And it's interesting. We have you know reigns of forty years, twenty years, two years, and Zimri is the shortest king, and the king uh, of any king of Israel was seven days. And I think what happens, it kind of reminds me of Yertle the Turtle, if you remember that story. And um, Zimri made himself king, but um, all he had left was nothing because the people were against him. All the people uh, were against him. And if you remember the conclusion of Yertle the Turtle, it was Yertle the Turtle was king of the mud. And so you can't rely on your own power and, um, and force other people to keep you where, where they don't want you. And bishops always talked about, and I like this, that the king is supposed to be the servant. And so these kings were forgetting that they were servants. And so maybe one of the most important things, the chapters, we get introduced to a character named Ahab, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord more than all who were before him. He married Jezebel, another evil, um, evil, evil person. And we read that Ahab did more to provoke the Lord to is of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. So he got some special mention for his evil. I think we know more about Ahab and Jezebel because um, they coincide. We're going to get we're going to introduce to Elijah real soon, one of the greatest prophets, obviously, and kind of a part I look forward to seeing because I love to watch Elijah and his relationship with God. And so. Um, when we look at all this evil and all the time it is, it reminds me of her saying this weekend that the days are short, but the year, I mean, the days are long, but the years are short. So when we look back on our life, it seems short, but as we're going through it, it seems like the longest time in the world. And hopelessness isn't an incorrect response if we're thinking only in light of the world, but our hope isn't in this world, but in the world to come. And so we're challenged to remain steadfast and faithful as, as we're, we're aliens living in a foreign land. And we're waiting for our call to, to go home. So moving into James, I think it was interesting. We talked a little bit yesterday about did James uh, um, contradict Paul when Paul said uh, salvation is by faith. And James is saying that, um, you know, here he's calling us be doers of the word uh, rather than simply doing be doers. So it's a part of who we are. And I think that's how James does not contradict Paul. Because if we love God and we keep God as our center and, and in our hearts, the doing comes as part of who we are, and that's our response of love. And so that would be our goal then, is, is not to try to fake our way through and just do things because they're on the task list, but to let God's Spirit come in us, bring Jesus alongside us as we walk, and let let Him uh, guide us in how we do and, and how we live and, and the decisions we make. Uh, James also mentions the tongue and uh, bridling the tongue and i think people can bridle the tongue but sometimes at the end it's uh sometimes the tongue wins and so it's important when the tongue wins to repent come back but also if we're walking with jesus that the tongue isn't as uh, doesn't have control the tongue is a a part of our body not the controller or the rudder of the body so um we're talking about um um perfect law and and people like i think uh, a lot of professing believers uh, say they are believers, but they aren't doers. And um, so I think it's uh, what James says. It, it, he says um, it's deceiving, and the word deceiving is like reasoning. And, and um, uh, it basically says they're, mi they're miscalculating if they think that's what it is. 
So it's kind of scary when you think of the verse we say in the offering now and then, uh, not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So I get afraid for some people who call themselves Christians and they haven't let the Spirit come in. They haven't let Jesus walk with them. And they're, and they're um, you know, there's maybe a conversion of the heart, but the conversion of life hasn't happened. And that's the process that we're called to, and especially called to as we live a life of prayer. So I encourage you, um, let's continue in this life of prayer and uh, continue to let Jesus change us and, and perfect us as we move towards our ultimate telos, which is to be with him in, in his glory and the fulfillment of the kingdom. Um, let's continue with a prayer for all conditions of men. O oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those whom, for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Great to be with you this morning. Thank you, Chris and Robert, and uh, we'll continue to move through this book of Kings together. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. Have a good morning, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a good morning.